heavy track today. Yeah, not vibing risky lettuce, getting sinker vibes. I don't know, says on the Tab app she's firming. Don't just vibe it, get expert tips in Tab's new race feed. Tab, we're on. What are you really gambling with? Will he tip the card? I know I've said it before, but given the series of events that leads me into your studio today, Michael, I think there is something happening. There's something in the air. We'll tip the card here. I'll tip the card this weekend. Mick Sharkey joins Racing Pulse to preview the big races in Friday Form Focus. Yes, it is Friday Form Focus time with the Shark, who you would think is nice and refreshed after getting through Cup Week, but he's come in looking like he's done four Cup Weeks in a row. Oh. Uh, it's been a tough week, Sharky, for you, but you found time to do the form, and I sense a little bit of confidence about tomorrow's Thousand oh, Years meeting. Oh, unbelievably confident, Michael. Very confident. Yeah, a little bit tired. Self-inflicted. You know I love music, so I must go to as many gigs as I can and try and cram as much into the week as possible. So yeah, Interpol and block party at uh, at at the bowl You're last too night. Older man for that sharky. You you did a hamstring live on air last oh, week. Oh, I tell you what, it's been in. tight too. I gave gave it a little gallop yesterday. You Ooh, haven't you haven't shaved. Not, uh, You're looking not exactly very old. loose. Anyway, we're well, not, this is the this is this is yeah. You only get one shot at it. You've got to cram as much in as you can. We're not ages here. I don't care. You how cram old, as much in as you can. I don't care how old you look or what you look like because it's good for radio. Having a head like yours. Well, but so, what we uh, need... It's not a very flattering... This this camera that we suddenly have in here... It's not the camera. It's Let not a very you. flattering angle. It's not the camera. I'm going to say that. Uh, I look like death warmed up on one of those clips last week, which probably wasn't far from the truth, to be honest. But, yeah, I need... Uh, can we touch up? Can we do some touch up things or get some Botox in here or something? Well, that won't even help you. Hey, it was a really Plugs, difficult four you know, days. Anything? Well, plugs could help. We could try and get a. We could get a. Anyone know a rug dealer out there? A rug dealer. Uh, we could get that working for you. Hey, um, I thought the four days at Flemington was a tough four days for punters. Is this where we can recoup some of the losses back at Caulfield tomorrow? Are you confident about the car? I don't think it was tough. You just had to wade through. If you like backing favourites, maybe it was tough. Four favourites at one, but that's okay. Look, you still. I think there was enough joy there. I think it wasn't. You know, it wasn't a fill up by any stretch, but there was. I think there was enough there. I think there's more that we can get excited about uh, tomorrow. This meeting at Court. I'll tell you what. This thousand guineas, the new placement. We all wondered how it was going to work and all the rest. This is genius. I'm calling this early. This is a good field, very good field. And you know what I like about it? Open. It's open. Oh, is it though? Don't know. Gee, I reckon there's a few, fair few chances in the race. You've got young three-year-old fillies and they haven't been rushed up early. There's, you know, they've had that extra month probably in, in the paddock, extra month to get ready. You're seeing horses progress through the grades from from their maidens going through, you know, just learning how to race, how to win. I think we've got a lot of unexposed talent in this field and hopefully this becomes a race that uh, the, the horses that contest it go on to have really long careers you know maybe that extra six weeks that that slower prep without the rush helps these horses develop long term but I, I love I love how this field is shaped up yeah I, I, I don't mind the field at all I, I think as the years go on that this race is here, you might get a few others. Because there were a few fillies that I thought, gee, that's a perfect thousand guineas horse. And they flashed 
and then have gone to the paddock. There's others like, um, what was the name? Tropical Squall. I thought that would have been a perfect thousand guinea sauce, but they tried to stretch out to the the oak. So it'll be interesting to see how it evolves over Roll the, on high? Roll on. Yeah, well, I thought she'd go there, but um, Moods and Catherine Coleman said, no, we're putting her away, just like they're ethereal winner because um, I like they that. think they're a bit young and the autumn is where they're going to blossom. So they'll reap the dividends of that next time in, no doubt. Not only the autumn, but you look at what's on offer for mares. You know, okay, you've got the four-year-old races, the big money races and, and whatnot, invitations and the like in New South Wales. But I'll tell you what, the, the older mares program during the spring is pretty tantalising as well. So you look after these young fillies and you've got a, a very valuable asset if you can land a big race, as we saw with Fireburn, sold to Japan this week. Yeah, retired off to Japan. Mega bucks. Yep. Huge so, amount of money. Um. Valuable horses, these you, these Group One winning fillies. Breeders just get richer, don't you? Um, let's oh, get on God. to Tim Bailey, the <laughs> track manager at Caulfield, Not because it's been a new preparation for this meeting as well. After the Caulfield Cup Carnival, I wonder what's been done in between to get it back up and rearing for another Group One meeting. How are you, Tim? I'm well, thanks, Michael. Yourself? Have you done much in those? Uh, what was it? About three three weeks? Four, four, four weeks? weeks four, four weeks tomorrow was Caulfield Cup, so. Yeah. Uh, yeah, immediately afterwards, we look. Normally, we get a, a much longer break, and we and we give it a, a big, reno, you know, annual spring renovation. But four weeks isn't enough time for that. So we cord the track, give it a light top dress and a verde drain, over so, and uh, here we are again, ready to ready to go around. It's come back in terrific order, uh, and uh, yeah, I'm confident we'll race really well tonight. The weather's been pretty kind. We had a hot week for Melbourne Cup week. It's been mild this week, but not too much rain. So. Uh, has that helped you? Yeah, well, at least when, when you get that stable forecast and no rain, you know what you're doing. So we sort of identified earlier in the week it'd be around about a 40 mil irrigation required. Um, there's 10 mils going on as we speak, and that does make it 40 mils for the week. I think well, that this irrigation will finish about midday. I reckon maybe early evening we may need to put a couple of more millimetres on it just to hold it into that good fall range later into the, in the meeting tomorrow. So, rail true, good four. Uh, what's the weather expected tomorrow? I did hear during the week that we might get um, some strong winds on Saturday. Is that still expected? No, no. So, tomorrow's 21 and, and fine, which is perfect conditions, and a light of oh, 15 to 25 kilometres southerly. So, that's a tailwind coming out of the 1,200-metre chute. Uh, I don't think, you know, it, you know, if you take the average of 20 kilometres, I, I don't think that's enough to have an impact on the on the pattern. I, I reckon you need to be talking 30 kilometres pl- yep. plus before it, uh, interferes. So, um, look, certainly out of those shoot races, you know, it, it might be a, a minimal advantage to be up on speed, but I don't think it'll be. I, don't, I wouldn't. I wouldn't overread it. What's your good thing for the card? Oh, geez, it's a great meeting, and um, look, I just keep coming back to Ayrton in the in the River Clark. Mm. It's undefeated at the track, four from four at the track and distance, drawn well. Uh, you know. I, in a, in a very open race. I just kept coming back to it. Yeah. Uh, so, so that'll do me, I think. You can get 12 bucks each way. Uh, Tim, enjoy tomorrow, mate. Thanks, Michael. Tim Bailey. So the track's going to be A1. Perfect conditions, good fall, rail back to the true, win not a factor, which is exactly what we want to see. Uh, Sharky, let's go through. We'll go through race order today and we'll get to the group ones and spend a fair amount of time on there as well. But uh, the first race is only a really small field, but 
It's an intriguing little race. We were hoping to get Patrick Payne, uh, which unfortunately he's obviously busy. We can't get hold of him because Dunkel intrigues me. I had a look at his jump out and I thought he jumped out super. And he's a horse that every time he goes to the track, um, he just puts in. The one time he's disappointed, he had an issue. So first up, 1,800, taking on Ain't No Deal Done, who's absolutely flying in a small tactical field. It's an intriguing race. You can get three fifty Dunkel, a dollar seventy five now. Ain't no done deal. Uh yeah, I think it's a it's a race I probably want to watch rather than bet in. There's not a lot of speed here. Mr. French probably leads. I don't know how quick he goes. There's not gonna be a lot of pressure on him. Most of these like to just get back and, and find the line. Ain't no deal done's got two and a half kegs on Dunkel and race fitness. They've Worked this horse out, this prep. They've spaced his runs. They've got him into his little happy spot, 1,800 to 2,000 metres. And he's got a real win, will to win at present. Dunkel's going to have to have come back really well and be very fit to beat him, given the form that horse is in and where Dunkel is likely to settle, which is back, I would say, near last, and then sprint home. If it becomes a bit of a dash for cash from the 400 ain't no deal done's going to have a head start and be quickening before Dunkel I'd have thought it's probably advantage him I wouldn't be shocked if Dunkel won but I'd expect to see just a really good run and you can get excited about him second third up having a good prep it's not a race I'm betting in ain't no deal done on top but yeah it's interest really only yeah I I think I give Dunkel a good chance of running over the top of him. Like, I think when we spoke to Sam Freeman, he said that this race wasn't originally on the agenda. They saw that it was a very shallow entry um, list earlier in the week. They said, "Well, he's flying. Let's throw him in." So uh, that might pay dividends as well. So there's not, there's not a lot else there. Like Ulysses is going up and down in the one spot. Let's roll the dice. Look, he's had three runs back. They've been okay. He's got blinkers going on. Does that? spark him into action. I don't know if that's the the key. St. Bathans is not going well at all. Mr. French, is he good enough? You know, one of the two you would think would win. I'm just stumping up for the uh, the winning machine. Ain't no deal done. Race number two is over 1,400 metres and uh, the 12 comes out. Maybe I'm reading this wrong, but I thought Robusto was average last start. Very average. Thank so, you. Was he favourite? Why is he a four dollar eighty? What's going favorite? on? Why isn't Forbidden City, who's drawn beautifully, has come through better races with better performances, um, goes well at Caulfield, trained by Moody Coleman. It's five dollars you can get Forbidden City. Um, others in the market, Meridia's five dollars. It's drawn a little awkwardly. Didn't have much luck first up as well. Uh, others. In the market, well, they're, they're the main ones. Traporti seven fifty. I'm so surprised for Bidden City's five dollars and Robusto's four eighty. Puke, Robusto was favourite. Puke, uh, not not playing there. He was just at Flemington, just. I thought the horse that could really improve here, and I'll be having something on it each way, is number seven. So risque. Yeah, she was unlucky, wasn't she, first up? Oh, absolutely. Went to Moe. Yeah, it was a 78. Wasn't the best 78 you've ever seen. The horse carried 60, over 1,200. 1,200's on its go. Gee, he was warming up late, though, and sort of caught in this awkward spot inside behind a couple of horses that 
were going, but not as fast as he needed them to to get out and, and surge. So I think up in trip, second up, where he's two wins and two placings from four goes second up, it's obviously a horse that comes to hand quickly. Yeah, I think he's a great chance, so risque at each way odds. That's the way I'm leaning. Yeah, look, I can't argue with that. I thought she was really good. Um, what your thoughts on Forbidden City? Definite chance, absolutely. She, you know, big odds there in that race at Flemington. I'm not sure, you know, it's probably just a case of value, those those races. Sometimes a horse that's in form that you know has got ability uh, but may not have it in stakes races. They, they pop out in silly silly odds in those listed in group threes. She was super there. She's going to get the softest run of all time with Billy Egan on from five. You'd think she'd land sort of third, fourth, fifth and will have first run on a horse like So Risqué. Uh, going well, can win, absolutely. Yep. All right, so you're with the each way value played around about $10, which uh, is a nice little price for So Risqué in the second um, I think Forbidden City is not bad value at $5 as well. Playing around the favourite Robusto there. Uh, good to see Sharky's recovered from last Saturday. Uh, he's a man of the people. Felgate was MIA as usual. I've got one for you in New Zealand, Sean Tilly Lace, the place in the New Zealand Thousand Guineas. I must admit, I haven't had a look at the Thousand Guineas in New Zealand, but there's a little Neither have I. tip. Hey, morning, boys. Hosky here, Sharknado. I'm in Adelaide for a Bucks party. Hey. We'll be launching... Uh, but I have some track mail oh. for you. Morverville Race 8, number 6, Lady Simone, mm-hmm. is an each-way special. Okay. All right. I think there is a good thing in Adelaide, but it's not that one. There are a couple. Uh, g'day, lads. I'm on Zorion for the Guineas. Nice little vacation Great payout, chance. but I'm worried about the barrier. Can she get it done from 11? We'll get to the 1,000 Guineas soon, Dave. Um, was a really good run last start. I thought Molly Nickers would win the Guineas, but I haven't seen it for a while. Don't know what happened. Paddock. Uh, she's gone to the paddock, and she's a really nice mm. horse. Uh, agree, guys. This is genius. I love this me- meeting. People who had a great time at Flemington want it to keep genius. it going. Still no other sport featuring. Uh, the fields are class and takes the pressure off horses to do a... And that's where it runs out. To do a... Leave it up to the listener's imagination. Um Takes a quick turnaround. There you go. Um, all right, let's get into race number three. And this is the Bravo Damien Oliver. This is the final time we get to see Ollie riding in Melbourne. And uh, has he got a ride in his own race? No, he doesn't. That's disappointing. Bravo Damien Oliver. The favourite in this race is Mr. Mojo Ryzen. Uh, J. Carr rides. Uh, Angry Skies Poison Chalice come out. Um, 440 Macarana. $9 Rhinoceros to Bay Shaw is a $5.50 chance. He's been a, a nice horse, Mr. Mojo Rise, and he puts himself in the right position as he did at the Valley, got the job done. He's got a good chance of going two for two. Where does Macarana get to in the run here? I thought the way she finished off at the Valley was really nice, and the form through Osmos and Wishlaw Lass certainly stood up in Cup Week. Yeah, it does. She needs another win, though, I think. Macarana. Uh, she's. Three runs this prep have been okay. She's hitting the line. You think, oh, yeah, she'll she'll be better next time. But next time was sort of the same as last time. Just want to see her put a race away before I get too invested with Maracana. I think she'll be second half of the field for sure. Makes it tough, doesn't it? Yeah, potentially. I don't think they'll go overly hard here. Um, Interesting horse first up for... 
Moods and, and Kath Coleman, number 12, Divine Purpose. Queensland Oaks form. Had some form around some useful horses in, in lesser grade going towards that, that Oaks. Look, she wasn't up for it at that point of her life in stakes company, but jump outs have been okay. So just keep an eye on her. I'm not saying she wins this, but there, I think there'll be a race for her over 2,000 metres somewhere over the summer months for sure. I thought that um, Rhinoceros had been doing absolutely nothing wrong. And I was a little bit surprised when the markets came out that this horse was as long as $15. It's won three of its last four, virtually at this distance, on speed, and showing plenty of fight too, I will say. How did they put this up $15? I think $9 is still a little generous Drawn, drawn to get a good run, doesn't it? Where, is there much well, other the pressure? Stable's going well. The horse is going well. Jake Noonan's got a very good handle on the horse, which is important with a leader. He knows how it likes to be comfortable in front, what sort of pace he needs to be going to be in his little happy place. I think Rhinoceros can win again. Pressure, uh, you're going to have Place of Gold wanting to be handy. Socrates. Uh, down from New South Wales, has some speed. I don't think they'll be wanting to take on Rhinoceros, though. Mr Mojo Ryzen will want to be handy, but again, not necessarily leading. So I think Noonan and, and Rhinoceros get the lead pretty comfortably. I think they'll be hard to run down. So Sharky likes the Rhino in race three. Again, a bit of value in this early part of the program, which is nice to see. Nine dollars for Rhinoceros in race number three. Uh, we are around about 25 minutes past nine. I'll take a quick break now. There's a few more SMSs to come and then we'll get stuck into the first of our group races, which is the Thoroughbred Club Stakes. The news and stories from Racing's Heartland. This is RSN's Racing Pulse. Welcome back to Racing Pulse with Mick Sharkey. A few SMSs are coming through here. Um, Boys, we need some Dunkeld mail. We're heading oh, to Dunkeld tomorrow. Come the on. Lawn Footy Club. Um, I think it's the first cup they've had there in about three years, so it'll be going off at Dunkeld tomorrow. So uh, if anyone's got any Dunkeld mail, send them through. Maybe that's what Joshy will be focusing on a little bit. I hope so. so. Hang on for I would say Joshy. he would be, actually. I've got a feeling he might even be going. He probably is. I, I couldn't believe it when Don Harley... And Don's new to Melbourne. He's got the yeah. absolute... Um, visitors touch up there. Fifteen dollars to get your shirt signed, and get this more to get your coloured shirt signed than a normal white shirt. Sounds like a Seinfeld episode. It's outrageous. Wow, Lee. They saw him coming. Oh, did they? What? Uh, the greatest rorts you've had. Send us through your SMS zero four one six ninety fifty fifty two. Fifteen bucks well, for a coloured shirt is a rort. Uh, <laughs> let's get on to race number what four. What were they ironing with a solid gold elder press or something? Unbelievable. <laughs> uh, race number four at Caulfield is the first of the features, and it's not a bad little race. Uh, intriguing cl- uh, thoroughbred club stakes. The favourite is Soltec. Oh, she needs a change of luck. Um, could have arguably won both her last two starts. Maybe drawn a little sticky again, though. $3.20. Um, commemorative. Again, I thought had every chance last night. $3.50. We spoke to James Cummings yesterday. I'll play your grab in a moment. Uh, others in the market. 
Uh, Miraville Rose, the money's really come for it in the past day, into $4.40 now. Um, it too has drawn a little sticky in 13. They're the top three basically in the market. Uh, we did speak to James Cummings yesterday about commemorative. This is what he had to say. It all has come a little a little soon for commemorative and uh, and she's got ability. So a little drop back in distance is nice. Uh, um you know, this is still a this is still stage grade, but it's uh, but as a three year old filly in the spring, a good opportunity for her to, for her to add to her page. I'd love to see her. Uh, I'd love to see her break through here. We can put her away and we can measure her up in the autumn. And the other one that's been well backed, Miravale Rose. This mm. is what Graham Beck had to say. Showing us above average ability. Um, we just felt this was a nice race. Um, to run her in, um, I know it's a bit of a rising grade, but there's a race in a couple of weeks' time called the Twilight Glow. We, mm. we felt that she'd be very well placed in, so this was an ideal race as a stepping stone. She, as well, hasn't drawn that great, um, drawn the outside, but, you know, certainly feel that she's a filly of um, quite a good, a good ability. It's, um, it's a deep race, Sharky. There's a few... Odds, I think, can run a place. I think to Sonic Boom from a good gate, 17 bucks. Lover Zoo, $21. And and even that Miss Rumbini, when we spoke to Michael Kent Jr., at $17 is progressive as well. Uh, which way are you leaning? Well, you either take the view that those recent maiden winners have a lot more to offer and they can make the leap from maiden grade to group three, which is a large leap to make, or you divert back to... A horse that has been knocking on the door at this level probably just needs an ounce of luck again, but it's hard to ignore how Soltaire's going. And sometimes you look at these horses and think, oh, well, she's run second twice. Oh, get carried away with something that's one by three coming out of the provincial or, or country maidens. And I'm not saying Miss Rumbini and Miravaro's or Brazen Style don't have good ability, but it's a, it's a fair old leap. It's a fair old leap to this sort of company. Uh, I think Soltech can win. The other horse I'm interested in here is a little winning machine, Material Dreams, number six. It goes very well, this horse. Mm. Uh, looked to me, anyway, that she just needed it fitness-wise at Bendigo first up. Got the job done, though. Knows how to put her head down at the right time. A little bit off-Broadway with wins at Maui, Wodonga, and then Bendigo. But she's three from three. Nick Ryan trains her, Luke Curry rides, and she's got a great gait. So I think she's one of those horses that'll settle in the first third of the field and run a really good race at a price. Sorry. 12 bucks? Yeah, 12 bucks. I think that's generous. Commemoratives in there for sure. Um, I think the there's, there's a little bit more hype and expectation around her than she's probably showing at the moment. No Back doubt. To 1200 or so. No doubt she's up to this, but yeah, I'd like to see her do it. First. Is Mirabelle Rose too tight now, 440? It's short enough. From it's an awkward A, a kind and maiden. And yeah, all the ratings, people will say it rated well and all that. and That's great. But she still has to jump from a three-year-old filly's maiden to this sort of grade. I know the runner-up won its next start. That's good too. But let's see her do it before getting too carried away. I'd have thought. No chance to Sonic Boom? Oh, it's, it's got a chance, but she's her own worst enemy in a way. She gets back and finds trouble and charges up to the line, freshened from a, a Edward Manifold back to this distance, 
Again, I'd like to see her first. So, Salty, a bit of confidence? She's only won one. I know she's only won one, and that's she probably needs to go and knock this over, I think, if she's going to really progress. So, uh, confidence, hmm. Confident enough to, to have a play at, what, 350? No, it? she's 320. Oh, well, that's a bit short. She was a little bit little bit better yesterday. Let's just see what she sits at before the race. If she's around that 350 mark, entices me a little bit, but maybe Material Dreams one by two, that could be a, a better bet. Okay, so yeah, a little bit of value there. You can get around about $12. Material Dreams one by two. Saltair on top. Hey guys, I'm so damn excited. A group of us going to Dunkeld for the first time tomorrow. Bus booked. Eskies on board. Mark here at the track. It's been four years in the making. Oh, that sounds like a ripper day. That Four sounds like a making. great day. Because they haven't run the last three years. Yeah. Um, COVID, and then I think it was washed out last year. I haven't been for, gee, I couldn't tell you. No, I've never got there. Dunkeld. It'd be great to get there. I went once, and we went to this really, there's a really nice restaurant in Dunkeld, and uh, I don't think I'm allowed to go there anymore. Did you know this? I've got some trivia for you guys. Some unpleasantness, great. Mr. Mojo Ryzen. Well, I thought it was pleasant. But... The Doors. Sorry. You should know this. Yeah. A song that the Doors sang, Mr. Isn't, Mo- isn't his name Ryzen. some anagram? Is an anagram of Jim, Jim Morrison. Morrison. You just, you're only just catching on to that. Correct. Oh my God. Thank you to Damo oh for God, letting us know. Sometimes I, w- I wonder how you the biggest fraud of all time. The biggest fraud of all time is following Sharky's tips each week. That's from the Prez. Oh, Clubhouse sorry. leader. You missed four, four, the four winners last week Clubhouse with confidence, Clubhouse leader. Race Thanks, number Prez. five is the Neds Village good spring. Stakes. Uh, in this race, the favourite is $3 for the South Aussie, who's been just a touch easy. Shagripper maybe was a bit tight yesterday, doing nothing wrong over in South Australia. Um, $4 for what Barber. Is Shagripper? Now, can you tell me, I know there's a few good judges, including Mark Hunter, mm. who have Barber as their best of the day. I was left oh, I'm off Barber. underwhelmed. Oh, very much so. So why is it... I don't know. So he's four dollars, Barber. Um, they are the top two in the market. Hypothetical four dollars and eighty cents. Um, well, let's see if James Cummings can enlighten us on the. Well, we need some help with this horse on Barber. Not the best race I've found for the horse, but uh, but it, but you know, but it's uh, it's at that. Yeah, that critical 1,100-metre distance. It's a little rise from the five furlongs uh, up the straight at Flemington, and he could provide a threat to the favourite. I, I, just whether or not he can make that that step against the old horses in one go, it would, it will, it would be interesting to see if we, did, if we did run him, whether he could. Well, he's not overly oozing with confidence there, is he? I think we'll see the best of Barber when he goes to Dr Snip and they trim his uh, nether regions up a bit. I think as a cult, he's just not... I'm trying to make a link, you know, scissors, barber, I, I, I would have testicles, just testicles, gelding. You know I would what have I mean? just stopped going to Dr. Snip instead of the next sentence. On radio. Anyway, you know what I mean. I, I'm, not, I'm not playing barber here. I don't think... I, to be honest, this is a pretty low-listed race, really. Some of these are going up and down the one spot. So is it the inform fresh horse on the scene well, from South Australia, Shagripper? Maybe it is Shagripper. Uh, they've taught this horse how to settle, and that's been the making of it. Previously, Shagripa liked to go forward, lead, probably go along a bit too keen and fierce, and as a result, would just find the last little bit of its race uh, a bit a bit tough. 
both runs in this time has been able to settle just off the speed, uh, travel well, and then quicken up and put the race away. Very, very easy win last time. But in much, well, I'd say even though this is not a great listed race, a benchmark 72 at Morfordville is probably a fair way off this anyway. Let's see. He's well, going in the right direction, at least. Shane Oxlade, who is the trainer, co-trainer, he was pretty buoyant yesterday. This is what he had to say about Shagripper. Oh, look, I think he's a really nice horse. Michael always have. I think he can run really well. I must be honest, I was surprised when I I seen him come up at $3 and into $2.70. Um, hope they're good judges. <laughs> it's hard to argue, though, isn't it? The South Australian form stood up really well during Cup Week which can give you some confidence that maybe you don't know what he's beating, but maybe this isn't that much of a stronger race. It's not It's not much of a listed race, this. He can win the race. Whether you want to back him at the price, I probably don't. I thought a horse that was also ready to win and had been going really well is hypothetical. Yep. She probably does deserve to knock one of these over. She's been second in listed and group three races, three of her last four starts, and they've been stronger races than this, albeit against the girls, her last two. It, her form measures up pretty well for a race like this, I think. And uh, look, I'd have her on top, but I'm not betting in this. She's $4.80. I'm not playing here. Hypothetical. There are better races to put your hard-earned on than this one. All right, so Sharky's not playing, but his tip is hypothetical. His hypothetical, hypothetical. bet is hypothetical. Race number six is the Cadenars... Blue Sapphire. They've extended this out to 1,400, pushing it back to this 1,000 Guineas Day meeting. And um, Arkansas Kids, $2.70. Gee, it's good form, isn't it, coming through a Coolmore? And his win, the, the start prior to that, was good. This could be Ollie's winner on his farewell day. Uh, Brave Mead, blinkers go on, back from the 1,600, $3.80. Snapback, $6.50. The Instructor, $6.50. And then you've got double-figure action for the rest. I like Arkansas Kid here, Sharky. Do you? I do too. Yeah, I, I love that Coolmore form coming back to this race. I think he ran like a horse looking for 1,400 metres in the Coolmore. He was sort of there at the 300, wasn't he, to, to go and, and surge and be in the finish. Probably just held the effort and held it right through the line. Nothing really ran past him. Uh, you know, From the pack, they weren't sprinting home over the top. He was strong and consistent right through the line. Uh, to me, that's a sign of a horse looking for 1,400 metres. He gets that opportunity here. Well drawn. Damien Oliver just sits sort of forward of midfield, I'd have thought, uh, with a with a sit on the leaders. Apart from Brave Mead, there are a group of horses that are coming from lesser grade races, much lesser grade races, and hoping to, to sort of step up to this. Brave Mead came back from a carbine club where... Jamie Spencer gave him a good ride. He quickened up like he was going to be in the finish. Just kind of, eh, the last little bit. Um, I would think Arkansas Kid is a better horse mm. than Brave Mead. There's a filly down towards the bottom that is well worth your thought and consideration. Sunset Dreaming is a good filly and haven't heard her mentioned anywhere yet, which surprises me. I think arguably she should be three from three. Beat Bizot on debut at Ballarat, mm. that horse... Ran well at stakes level behind Roll On High during uh, the carnival on Cup Day. Then went to Bendigo, unlucky not to win again. Should have beaten Paradise City, Ballarat last time. Got going late, just caught the leader 
hard on the rails. 1,400 is what she wants now. I think Sunset Dreaming will run a really good race. Arkansas Kid is definitely the bet. Yeah, I like Arkansas Kid. And there's another one at value if you want to play wider trifecta first four. I thought Eugenius ran well last week on the backup. I'm a genius, thank you. Eugenius. Yeah, that's what I said. Uh, (laughs) It did run well. You are an idiot. It did run well, but I, I don't think it's up to Arkansas Kid. Um, Barber, never again. Got life last start. That's from Mark. Another That's one's, right, Mark. Another one saying, forgive Barber. Out in distance, oh. 1,000 was too short for it last Sick start. Sick of forgiving Barbers. You don't want to, for- particularly if you've got my sort of follicle situation, you do not want to forgive a Barber for a bad performance. SMS, you need always good performances. You, you should know this, Sharky. SMS, for what it's worth, Sunset Dreaming is Benedetta's sister. Oh, so, okay. I hadn't put two and two together yet. Good bloodlines there. There you go. Um... Uh, Sharky, my four-year-old granddaughter picked four winners last week. So I don't get too carried away. Hey, I, what do you want me to do? Pick winners that that don't win? Can we get Sharky? Pick winners that don't win. Well, one, well I don't understand what people... There's something for the promo. Code. I don't understand what people want. Can we get Sharks tips tweeted You can out? only say what I you think's going to win, and then if they win, they won. So who cares? That's a bit harsh. Prez... Treat this segment like elevating music. Somewhat oh. pleasant and entertaining, but five minutes later you've Thanks, forgotten Prince. what the sun was. The song was. Thanks, uh, that that could be the new promo, actually. I uh-huh. like that. Uh, we'll take a break. Come back with the first of the group ones and the start of the quaddy. On radio, digital radio, the app and streaming. RSN's Racing Pulse. Welcome back to Racing Pulse. Time for the first of the Group 1s, the million and a half uh, Schweppes 1,000 guineas. Group 1 over 1,600 metres. And Sharknado, the field here is an easing favourite. Skybird out to $4.20. Now equal favourite with Curvalant. At four dollars and twenty cents, Arctic Glamour eight fifty, Jolly Star six dollars, uh, Kamochi ten dollars, Quickster has been a firmer sixteen into thirteen dollars. Um, others that have been specced, Zorian into twelve dollars, and that's about it. Uh, then you're at to like twenty odd dollars plus for the likes of. Karina Queen and Vivier, both who I give a little specking to, a bit of a chance to as well. All right, let's quickly whip through these. Um, Kamochi, drawn for Willow Portelli, comes through strong Group 1 class races in Sydney. Unlucky last start with a wide run. This is what Gary Portelli had to say. Yeah, look, it'll be five weeks between runs, and um, you have to think that with that run under her belt, um, she's done really well since the race. But from a good barrier, she should just get a lovely run and, and she's going to be super hard to beat in the weekend. Super consistent, never missed a place, only won one, but she's drawn to get a gun run tomorrow. Uh, yeah, she's a winning chance, I think. Yeah, five weeks between runs. That was before the last start. Yeah, before the last start. I just thought others were better through the line, but maybe that's why. Maybe she was five weeks between runs and she just needed it to bring her on. She's been knocking on the door, hasn't she? This invincible tropical squall form. It's really good form. Just needs to to go and win one. The problem is she runs into a couple of pretty good ones here. And I think had Skybird or Quer Volante tackled the races that Kamachi had in Sydney, they would have been finishing around a similar position. I still think $10 is 
Not a bad price if you like it. It's though. a touch generous. Yeah, there's a little something there for you. Curvalant has done nothing wrong. $3.20. It is the equal favourite now after a gun ride from Blake Shin last start. Drawn to get another gun run in gate five. This is what Mike Moroney had to say. I'm really happy with her, knowing what I know about her so far. Um, she ran through the line of a 1300 at Sandown. Um, she's picked herself up and ran through the line really well. I thought of a 14 at Caulfield, considering what happened to her. And um, so it does, it does just give you confidence going into that she will see the mile out. She's drawn to get every chance to run a strong mile. Are you confident she does? Yeah, I think she will. I thought out of that tranquil star, like she was a really good win and, and sort of sat behind a, a strong tempo, quickened off it, was good through the line. But, gee, the other horse out of that race that, that was massive was Zorion. And we'll get to it in a minute. But, boy, it should have finished upsides with Cuervalante, I would have thought. Yeah, it's not much between them. So, Curvalant at the price, $4.20? It's okay. I, th- I think there should be a smaller gap between it and Zorion. Okay. Skybird, out to four twenty. done nothing wrong. We just heard from Mitch Friedman before. Her win was super impressive at the Valley. Mitch's concern is probably what most punters' concern is, gate two and where she could be. Yeah, but that's for Bo Mertens to work out. You can't... Uh, Bo's a good jockey and he's riding well and he knows this filly really well. He knows what it's capable of and what it's not. He went inside and waited for a run to come at the valley, which has a, what, 175-metre straight. He got held up and only got clear with about 75 to go, and the horse still won. When we're saying this horse might get held up, Caulfield straight's double the length. How long... Well, she's going to need to be held up for the entire straight for her not to be in the finish, I'd have thought, because a turn of foot is so potent. Like, this is a horse that quickened off a dime last time at the Valley. She might be something really good, Sky Bird. So how much speed is in the Guineas tomorrow? There's enough. Because if, if it's an average run bunched race, it can be difficult to get a run. Does she have to get back to last? I, I, that's the other thing. I think people just look at it and assume that she's going to flop out the back. I don't think that's the case. She drew 10 last time, so they had, kind of had to go back. And before that, she's been over shorter distances. Yeah, you've got Ursa, who likes to go forward. Vibrant Sun's a natural on-speed horse, you would have thought. Um, they, they'll go along at, a, at an okay tempo. I don't right. think they're going to break land speed records, but what this horse has is a massive turn of foot. Sounds like you like her. I like her a lot. All right. I, I think I like her more and more as you go back and look through this field, there are some nice fillies here, and I think there's going to be a lot of stakes winners coming out of this race over the next 12 months. But Skybird, what she's doing and what she did last time in that race at the Valley, not many of these could have replicated that sort of win. Number four is Arctic Glamour. Um, this is the Sydney filly who, on face value, looked disappointing as a $1.60 favourite last start. Uh, had good form prior to that, and she's been kept pretty safe at eight fifty. Well... Here's the conundrum with this horse. Reading the stewards reports off the back of that last race, and Karen McAvoy suggested that it, the horse might have come to the end of its preparation. Mm. Now, a tongue tie goes on here. So it was an out-of-character performance in the context of this prep because she'd looked awesome at Rose Hill and Randwick. 
and was a favourite at one point for this race. So did she get her tongue back? Did she choke down? There's no mention of that in the stewards' report, and she was checked pretty thoroughly because she was a, a beaten dollar seventy favourite that finished six of eleven. She is very much a take-on-trust horse. Even had she performed well in that calendar presnell, she's still at a similar level to Skybird and Coeur Volant. So she's in. She's she's only going as well as they are, I think, if you know what I mean. And she's coming off a poor run. They're coming off great runs. I'd rather be with the horses that are that are coming into this race off a positive run. Number five's Karina Queen, uh, car on for Beg, chased home Skybird last day. No, and no answers for Skybird. It'd ha- be hard to see her turning the tables. It, it won't have an answer for Skybird again if they if they run to that form. Twenty three bucks. Number six is Jolie Star. Well, she has, I suppose, the link to Arctic Glamour. Got beaten by it. Last start, and then I thought she ran really well at Flemington behind Roland High, who would have been high up in the market here. Drawn gate one, C. Waller. Yeah, and that that point you made about running second Arctic Glamour, that sort of proves the level that Arctic Glamour's at. It's around this this range, that Skybird, Coeuvalant, the, the, the stronger chances in this field. Uh, she's drawn one. She'll probably box seat, I would have thought. She'll run a really cheeky race. So top three chance? Oh yeah, top three, top four. She so you think she might be touch unders at six bucks? Oh, I think she's she's around the a game for an. If you like her each way, yeah, have a have a try each way. But I've got others ahead of her. Number seven's Orion. Um, I thought ran well last up behind Coeur Volant. It was maybe a bit of a hidden run because she had to do a lot of work and just got tired the last little bit. She's drawn a sticky gate again. Yeah. No twelve dollars. Both of her runs this time in have been. Cheeky good runs. The, the champagne run was very good. Uh, and then the Tranquil Star run, similarly, was was really, really good. She was on a limb, 1,400 working. You, you couldn't pick a worse starting position than 1,400 at Caulfield to be caught wide and working. Not only was she tough at the end, nothing was getting past her except for Vivier who caught her on the line. And Vivier had been out the back doing nothing and was completely entitled to sprint home the way that she did. I think Zorion is right in the game here. Vivier's the next horse, and it's a $23 chance. You, you, even though you said she did no work, she did hit the line well. Hit the line really well. Well and truly uh, worth having a crack at this race. They probably need the leaders to go along at a better-than-average tempo for her. She'll be out the back and, and, and hitting the line. I think... She might just get a little bit far back. Apache Song's the outsider, two hundred to one. Oh, uh, look, she's not hopeless in this field. Tranquil Star Run wasn't bad. Nothing really went her way at Flemington. Um, I can see why Mick Trotter's having a throw at the stumps. She's she's a nice horse. She'll find plenty of races in town during her career. Is Anna's dream a sixty to one pop? Um, not far behind Karina Queen. Touch unlucky. Um, we spoke to Alex Ray earlier in the week. He said, look, it's an unusual preparation, but um, she's only a tiny thing, so we wanted to give her a good gap between runs, and she's a $60 pop. He's a thoughtful trainer, Alex Ray. You know, for a young trainer as well, he really uh, understands the horses that he's got in his care and, and plots a preparation to absolutely get the best out of them, and he's done that with Enna's Dream. It's been, a, you know, considering her size, as he said, and there's probably not a lot of her physically to get her through a long prep. Fantastic effort to get her to the race. I hope she runs well for the team. Uh, she won't be disgraced. She's pretty tough and brave, but I think class might just get her. To give Ursa a chance, comes through the Carbine Club. Well, 
if they don't do any work in front, she gets a really soft run, she might be able to kick and, and hang on, but not sure her form lines are, are up to the better ones here. She's a $40 pop, $41, and Vibrant Sun's got a little bit of X Factor. Uh, D. Ollie on board, eight-length maiden winner. Michael Kent Jr. thinks that she's well worth up to having a crack at this race because she's so progressive. $21. Roll on high had, uh, had her done all over at Pakenham. So I'm not sure of the depth at Geelong when she went one by eight. I'm thinking they weren't very good behind her. Uh, Priceless, the runner-up, is 7-0. and oh. So mm, eight lengths, yes. Probably a horse with listed great ability at this point of, the to- of time. But she's running against some, some horses here that have got more experience and they're probably a bit more uh, dynamic. Nice horse. But let's let her find her level. And Quickster, we back her. Quickster adds another layer of intrigue because she was arguably unlucky behind Skybird. Not saying she would have beaten it, but she would have finished a lot closer. Steps out to the mile, drawn gate three. But I can't recall another thousand guineas winner to win at just their third start. She's very new. She is. She's got good ability. You should have been in the finish with Skybird and Co. Would she have beaten Skybird? I don't think so. But she would have been running a place. Yeah, again, I can see why they're having a crack here. She'll run well, but I think the form will be uh, repeated out of that classic. So you seem to have simplified this. Uh, yeah, it's you don't need to go too wide. So you're here. saying just a couple of chances. I think one, two, three, and seven are the only ones you need in the quaddy, and I'll be having a strong wind bet skybird. So one... Kamachi, two, Corvalant, and three, Skybird. Uh, Skybird. Only three in the quaddy. Well, seven's a Ryan. You've got to put it in as well because I don't right. think there's much between it and Corvalant. One, two, three, seven. One, two, three, seven are the, are the, and you're, the quaddy leagues. You're opening up the shoulders and, and I could, Skybird. Yeah, and you know, I could I could take or leave Kamachi, to be honest, but I'll leave it in there with Craig Williams from a good gate. So Sharky's got it all sorted in the thousand guineas. Uh, it's almost, is it? Is it like... Almost a good thing, or is it? Mm, let's see what happens what's after he, Arkansas Kid runs. If Arkansas confidence rating, if Arkansas Kid wins, I'll be I'll be up and about, and I'll need some excitement too because the big running tomorrow double. shapes as being a very the boring big, day for me. We, so we don't need to know about that. We're about to go to the news. I'll be looking for entertainment. <laughs> You'll be getting entertainment at your daughter's dancing recital. Uh, all Glorious. right, first leg of the quaddy. One, two, three, seven. Almost a good thing. Skybird in the Schweppes 1,000 guineas. Time for the news after this. We'll look at the next group one and round out the quaddy. Inside the weekend's biggest races, RSN 927's Racing Polls and Friday Form Focus. Welcome back to Friday Form Focus with the Shark. If you've just tuned in, what have you been doing? Where have you been? Where have you been? You've missed all here. the first good oil, uh, the good stuff from the first hour. Going on. Sharky selections in a thousand guineas. Skybird, almost a good thing. Only need four in the first leg of the quaddie. One, two, three, and seven. When the Shark talks, I listen. He's the best on air. I don't need a price to pick a winner. That's from Tiger Glen. There's a bit That's of right. pumping up for That's you what there. That's I'm talking about. And then we get, are there any international horses in the guineas for the shark to tip? Um, G-Train says, just listen to me. Like I told you in the Melbourne Cup, don't overcomplicate things. Kawur and Skybird are streets ahead of them. 
box them and hope dunk, uh, donkeys run third and fourth. Vivier, another SMS each way. Another one says Shark Kimochi, three wide, no cover last start, change a jockey, $10 each way all day. Yeah. And another one says, remember Kua Volant gets two kilos off the one she met last start, Sharky. That's fine. That's all great. All right. But the fact that Zorion, you know, was had tomato sauce down its right cheek because it was so wide for the entirety of the race. I think you've, you can't just say, oh, well, two kilos turns that around. Well, there's a bit more to it. The second of the group ones is race number eight. It's the Ned's Sir Rupert Clark Stakes over 1,400 metres. Uh, open race, as the Rupert Clark usually is. The favourite is Magic Time. It's been easy. $4 out to $4.60 with that wide gate, drawing 14 um, Others under double-figure odds. If we have a look, there's not many. Um, Straight Acer, $8.50. I and Me, $8.50. And then you've got Valana at $10. Ayrton, $12. Chain of Lightning, $14. Munamek, $13. And Cause for Concern, $10. I don't think this is a race where you'll be trimming up, Sharky. Um, uh, really? Okay. Who's your favourite uh, Rupert Clark winner? You got a favourite over the journey? Mm. Can I throw a couple of names at you from a little while ago now? But boy, oh boy, they were good. Regal Roller? Regal Roller was great, wasn't he? Exceeding Excel was good too. Remember that vividly? Yep. That was a very Dominant. exciting win. Three mares that were very good to me. Perno, yeah. Rewaya, and Response. Yes. Boy, they, they were they uh, financial results. They don't stick out in my mind. Well, you, know, you always remember horses you Testa had a good day on. Oh, Testa was great. Lord Luskin, I remember Lord Luskin. Mm, hasn't been a good race for me, looking back through the history of the winners. Mm. None of them stand out from a punting Crikey. point of view. Hopefully that changes tomorrow. Um, we're not going to go through every runner, but I just want to touch on a few of the favoured runners. Let's start with Magic Time and Graham Beck. She's got good form lines around us, around, around her and uh, the fillies that she raced against uh, ran well last week in the sprint race. Uh, Julia Chris Wallers won the invitation. Mm. Uh, so, you know, we think it's strong enough form lines and uh, 53 and a half on the back gives her a good opportunity. Do you think she'll get to slot in from that wide gate? Because tell us what the speed looks like in the Rupert Clark. Well, Buffalo River's in the race. So you don't need to know much more than that. <laughs> he'll, he'll go along at a genuine tempo because that's when he races to his best. So, yeah, there's enough speed here to suit most horses. In saying that, when Buffalo River's in his happy place... I don't think you want to be charging home from last. Usually it's the horses in the first half of the field that are sort of surging late. So mm -hmm. there's enough speed there. So she, at 460, is a deserved favourite, Magic Time? I think she's a little short. Okay. From 15. Yeah. Um, but she's, look, she's going the right way, lightly raced. As we said before, uh, there's been a heap of nice fillies and mares that have a similar sort of profile. To, to Magic Time that have won this race. So, yeah, I can I can see why people like her. All right, let Probably me throw... risking her a bit. Let me throw a few at you. Um, Munamek, uh, Nick Ryan, what he has to say? Yeah, he's bounced through it as good as as good as you could expect. Um, so we're really happy with him. And, um, yeah, I guess I've been trying not to think about it too much. I just want to get him to there Saturday in his best uh, condition as I can and um, we'll go from there. 
Now, that was prior to the marble coming out. Yeah, it needs to draw a better gate 17. than 18, 17. Yeah, it's a now tough one, one from there, isn't it? Uh, look, he's going really well. I reckon that – are they going to Perth with this horse? Yep. Gold Rush? Yep. Fantastic. Well, I think that's a race that would really suit him. He can run a good race here, but you're really – you're taking a punt from 18, aren't you? He's cool. going to need a lot of luck. Cause for concern, won that race really impressively. J-Car rides, and, and he has drawn a good gate. Yeah, he has drawn a good gate. Uh, has had a lengthy prep. So, you know, again, kudos to uh, Sean Mathrick, another really good horseman who probably isn't spoken about in, in Group 1 terms very often. He hasn't hasn't got the, the cattle to get into these races, but when he gets one, they can have an impact mm. at group level, and, and that's exactly what Cause for Concern did last time at Group 2 standard. I hope he runs a really good race for the team. Can I and me run a strong 1,400? Don't know about that. Don't know. I'm going to risk I and me in this race. Yeah, drawn ten. Blake Shin on board. Tell us about the straight acer um, four well, mines in Sydney. Fourth in the Golden Eagle reads very well. Yeah, and it was a great run. Uh, you, you may remember we kicked up for this horse in the Silver Eagle. Yep, coming off a couple of good runs in lesser grade, progressing from midways, going through to a Silver Eagle, running a super race by Vienna Princess at a massive price, and then. Proved that wasn't a fluke at fifty odd dollars in the in the Golden Eagle. Drawn well, Zara on. I'd think it settles midfield just off midfield from there. Uh, if it gets around Caulfield well and the gaps come, he will be charging late. To give Valana a hope, Ollie well, from Gate One. It's where it all began for Ollie in a way, isn't it? it is. His first group was Submariner. His it. first group one in this race. It certainly was. So wouldn't that be a fitting result? The horse is going well. Uh, he rode Valana last time. It tried hard. It just, you know, those those around it probably had more relief at the handicap and had that bit bit more punch late. Whether that's the case again here, I'm not sure. Uh, it's not a an old fashioned River Clark where you'd have a big spread in the handicap though. There's only what four and a half kilos top to bottom. It's an even race, isn't it? I, yeah. I, I'm starting to get sucked towards Ayrton. Me at too. Dollars. He's my top pick. I reckon he's right in this race. Yeah. You look at his first up run. And I think we all wanted to see Ayrton come back and be Ayrton. He did that. Uh, the 1400 weekend hustle was a good, tough win. Then the wide gate, it just shows you the value of gates, doesn't it? Particularly mm. around this 1400 metre trip. In the Damien Oliver, Zara had no option but to go back from 15. And then the horse had trouble pushing out and getting clear running. Once it did, he was very, very strong through the line. Big, long stride, looked very fluent to me. Much better gait this time around. Daniel Moore, who missed those uh, critical meetings with concussion, got a little uh, consolation prize in the Queen Elizabeth last week with uh, Muramasa. Maybe there's another nice race for, for buckets this week with Ayrton. It just looks like a nice each way bet at $12, doesn't it? He does. He does. He, he, it's shaping that way to me as well. SMS saying, Sharky, you went off one run too early with Chain of Lightning last start. Maybe, yeah. In saying that, I thought she was a little bit plain in that race. A little bit plain. The other one I wanted to ask you about, which I think is over the odds, is I know he's a bit maligned, but Crosshaven hit the line phenomenally well. Not he's a lot of luck. drawn five, 18 bucks. And would you question... Uh, Lindsay Park at the moment with mm. how their horses are going group one races. She's going to get the suck run. And, you know, we've said post uh, Cox Plate and the Derby with those defeats, you know, that the luck would go their way. Maybe it's the Rupert Clark with Crosshaven at 20 to 1. Maybe it goes their way in this race. 
All right, so give us your top four and your quaddy numbers here. You've got Ayrton on top. Yeah, Ayrton on top. I think $14, he's, a, he's an each-way play. And straight acer, number three, he's also, <clears throat> pardon me, a bet in this race. So, yeah, seven from three. I think Buffalo River will run a really good race. Really? Yeah, I do. He's he's going so well. Celine Gordray knows the horse really well. He's $35, but why? He's won two of his last three yeah. and loves... Loves, loves, loves this track and Just distance. wondering how, if there's going to be a bit of pressure to come across. I don't know. Maybe, but once he gets there, if he can grab a hold of the race, I, I think he can outrun outrun his odds anyway. So seven, three, nine, and let's go with – let's go Magic Time, number 11 in for fourth. I think she'll run well, and this sort of lightly raced mare often runs well in this race. All right, so seven – um, Sharky sounds pretty confident each way. Ayrton to beat three, straight acer. Backing straight acer at 8.50 as a saver. Nine, Buffalo River, 11, magic time. What others are we throwing in the quaddy? Uh, one, three, seven, nine, 11 for the quaddy. One, three, seven, nine, and 11. So Valana from Barrier 1 for Ollie. Three, straight acer. Seven, uh, Ayrton. Nine, Buffalo River, 11, magic time. So no Munamek. Uh, no, not from the gate. No cause for concern? Uh, no, but I hope he runs really well. And no Crosshaven? Uh, same story. Probably leave him out. You could put him in a wider quad, but for the sake of this quad, no, I'll and leave him out. you almost stole it with Bandersnatch last start I at 40 did, to one. yeah, but I'm just thinking there were so many unlucky runs behind it. I sort of thought the race might play not exactly that way, but I thought he might might be out of trouble in that race with others looking to, to get back inside and make ground. Didn't quite work out at a massive price last time. I just think in this race, those with bad luck behind him Jeff might says finish ahead of him. The inferno is the overs bet punters have to have. He just yeah does a tough getting back, see, doesn't he? Can see why Jeff likes that. He's going well. A few nominations for the best: Rupert Clark, Santa Anna Lane, mm-hmm. uh, first group one, Rancho Ruler. He was a star. Wow, that's a long time ago. Yeah, I was just a kid then. Um, for just a kid then. Wow, that really is a long time ago. <laughs> you look like you would have been in your early 20s back then. Like I said, mate, <laughs> life's here to be lived. I'm going hard. Oh, you are. Oh, <laughs> uh, dearie, mate. Uh, all right. You know, I'm not wrapping myself in cotton wool. You know what I mean? No. We're out there no. doing stuff. You are. Into it. You are. Let's get on to race number nine, which is the Metcap Finance Vic Country Cup final. I love the introduction of this race, the half a million dollar race, winning country cups throughout the year to qualify for this race on a point system. And it's as open as the heads as it should be. It is a very wide, wide race here. Another great concept. Love yep. this concept. Absolutely. MacTube, $5. Um, six bucks, Red Sensation. Uh, Clade Moore eight fifty, Captain Envious nine dollars, Braden Star seven fifty, Bankers Choice seven fifty. Where do we start, Shark? I think we start with Braden Star. I reckon class. that's where we finish too. I think this horse at twenty four hundred meters has just been that touch beyond his comfort zone. Back to two thousand meters, right in that hitting zone for him. Uh, future history, interpretation, form. He uh, was pretty brave at Bendigo, wasn't he? Uh, it just it, it, uh, Blake McDougall did everything he possibly could to get him to run out the twenty four hundred meters, and the horse just you know was it what a nose from from doing that. I think back to two thousand is his go, Ollie up. It's good form when you look at some of these rivals who are genuine country cup horses. They're not running in group threes, 
So I think you have to defer back to that sort of standard. I think a horse like Convener probably has the ability to progress and maybe get to listed grade, maybe something in Tassie for him over the summer. You know, Tassie Cap might be an ideal sort of target. And Clayton Douglas has done a really good job with Harmissian. That was a very good win in the Kyneton Cup. Just chimed in, big lopey sort of stride on him and was going away from them on the line. I think he'll finish ahead of those uh, from the Kyneton Cup uh, with, you know, convener closely there to improve third up. All right. Um, Red Sun sensation from a good draw? I thought I had every chance last time. What about the Claydemore? Yeah. Gate? Maybe. I think the gate's hard. 2,000 metres Caulfield. Captain Envy. It's a tough, mm. tough trip if you're drawn wide, isn't it? Yep. Um, and did you put MacTube in? MacTube's in. Yeah, okay. So MacTube us- has to go in. Really good win at sale. So Braden Star's a pretty confident bet? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think Braden Star's a, a really good chance in this race. And again, each way odds, 8.50. Yeah. You know, that, that $8 mark, I, I think that's a really good each way play. So we'll try and do, you know, give you something outside of the square. All right, give us your quaddy numbers. Uh, quaddy numbers, 3, 5, 10, 11, 13. 3, 5, 10, 11 and 13. So Braden Star on top selection, MacTube, the 10... Uh, convener and the 11, which is Red Sun Sensation, and the 13, Hermissian, at 13 bucks for Clayton Douglas. Uh, that's race number nine. The last of 10 is the How Now Stakes over 1200 metres. Uh, they all go round. Queen of the Ball for Ollie. Can she send him off? Could have a good day tomorrow, Ollie, um, with a win at his last ride in Metropolitan Melbourne. $3.40. She dances is the obvious. $2.50 looking for three in a row. And Rose Courts. She doesn't win often, but this looks a good race for her at five dollars. And is that it? Is it a simple last leg of the quaddy, Sharky? Uh, could be, could be. I, I thought Queen of the Ball was great last time. God bless her. She she won at a, a really good price for us in that Begonia Bell. I don't think this is much harder. I hope she goes as well around Caulfield as she did down the Flemington Strait. She's my top pick. She dances, of course, in the game. Fortunate kiss. Great to see this horse back in the winner's list. I know Daniel Bowman's lost a lot of hair over this filly slash mare over the last 12 months. She's been very unlucky in good races. Oh, yeah, we tried her a couple of times. Number 10, Miss Middle Park goes in the quaddy as well. One, two, six, and ten. So one, two, six, and ten. One, two, six, and ten. Miss Middle Park, what price is she? Um, She's got some odds on her, I think. She's 26 bucks. Yeah, it's silly. So one, Queen of the Ball, two, She Dances, uh, the six, which is Fortunate Kiss, $18, and then Miss Middle Park at $26, so a bit of value there. Um, Sharky's Quaddy numbers we'll put out on Twitter, one, two, three, seven, in the... Thousand guineas into one three seven nine eleven in the Rupert Clark, into three five ten eleven thirteen Country Cup final, and one two six and ten in the last leg. Um, there's a bit of confidence in this meeting, Sharky. You're opening up your shoulders on a couple of occasions. Give us your best bets. Uh, I think. Where did we go? Back to the start. I'm trying to find my page now. Uh, I thought that Arkansas Kid is definitely a bet. Yep. Uh, I thought that Skybird was definitely a bet. And 
we sort of touched on Braden Starr at HYO. I think 850 is a really nice sort of quote for Braden Starr, horse in form. And you're going to have a little something each way on so risque at 10 bucks. So risque, yeah, $10. And a little early in the day, it might be a touch towards those on speed. That's my only uh, query with so risque. Um, anything tonight at the Valley? Well, every man his dogs on this jambalaya, aren't they? So in the first... Yep, it's $1.95 now. Does have a useful sort of horse to beat, though, in It's a Mozza. It's not without talent, It's a Mozza. Yep. Uh, Poison Chalice goes to South Australia tomorrow. Been waiting for it. Oh, I think it's a really good race for Poison Chalice and in the first. Let's follow up on On Francais, who... She was disappointed. She's had a bit of a freak out, according to the stable. Did it? The Valley. Yeah, she can so be a little those bit... Really temperamental, yeah. A little bit temperamental. So, and France, I think she just had a temperamental day. On Francais, because bit like you, sometimes. thirsty guest is a dollar eighty favourite in that race. On Francais, three ten, race one, and Poison Chalice is the best anywhere tomorrow. It's in race number two. Uh, double your money, two dollars ten. Maybe hey. do a little jambalaya Poison Chalice multi. Now, where's our man from? From Perth, or usually Leroy with the Perth mail. He's usually very good in Perth, and the Perth Carnival's kicking off, is. which is important. We, We're not far from the railway. We've got the Colonel Reeves on there tomorrow, the Placid Arc. I think it's the, they're calling it the Pinnacles, aren't they? Um, uh, yeah, the we Pinnacles. got a little bit of mail yesterday. Um, Grant and Alana Williams, Kishi Booms into $1.40 now in the Champions oh, She looks Phillies. smart, though. And may not win tomorrow, even though it is favourite, but it is. Also, one of the favourites for the railway next Who's week that? is... Um, Al Safina? Al Safina. So, it goes around tomorrow because he just wanted to get another run into her, Grant Williams, and it's been the long-term plan and play. So, Al Safina, I'm just trying to find out what price Al Safina She is, is in race four, number race one. Race four, it's a $2.60 chance in the... Uh, in the Bob Peters. Well, good carnival over there kicking off. Uh, Zaki heading that way. As you said, Munamek, there'll be others that go for the gold rush. Ollie riding. I think that's his farewell meeting, isn't it? And uh, yep. I believe you're heading over. Yeah. And so am I, actually, during well, the carnival. Which so is really great. looking so forward to that. We'll be over there to cover it. Hey, uh, Josh, he's under the weather. Josh from Horsham. Oh. But what he's done is he's well sent seen. through his selections. They are both at Royal Donald on Sunday. Donald. Race four. Number two, Hot Suspect from the Pushka Stable at $4.60. So race four, number two, into race seven, number three. Race seven, number three is Spy Lark, a $5 chance. So both very backable. Donald from Joshy from Horsham, race four, number two, race seven, number three. Um, Sharky and Felgate, best hour of radio of the week. Good on you, Dave. Thanks, um, Dave. There's a few others here coming through. My most favourite, Rupert Clark, was King Phoenix for Theo Howe in 1984. King Phoenix? My biggest one-year-old. Win on a track. Paddy from Bentley. I was eight, and I reckon You're I seven remember... seven years older than me. I remember... You wouldn't tell. I well, reckon I remember King Phoenix having big battles with a horse called Dazzling Duke and another one. Let me know. I can't remember what the other one was. Let me know if I'm mad or if I do recall See, that as a young kid. So you're, you're you're seven years older than me yet, but as Matt Stewart says, I could look older than you. So obviously, chemical peels, Botox, no, um, teeth whitening, says, it all it just I goes be, to show you that that I, work I might be actually pays dividends. I might be forty-seven, but my teeth are only four. Yeah. So <laughs> Sharky, you have a good weekend. You do, uh, mate. We'll take a break.